0: You're listening to the Morning Punch-In Show with RBNJ, live and direct for more cities and at an Instagram model's bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi-Fi.
1: Good morning, everybody. It is RBNJ. This is the Morning punch Show, the most unpredictable, unconventional, honest, and authentic morning boxing talk show In the game today is Monday, December nineteenth, 2016. Our special guest today on the Hotline Bling is star boxing matchmaker and future Hall of Famer Ron Katz. We will talk to him a little bit later. He is the uh, matchmaker behind Joe Smith, who just got the big win this weekend over Bernard Hopkins. And ironically enough, he handed Bernard Hopkins his first loss and now his last loss. So we'll talk to Ron about that. That's a little ironic. Let me properly introduce my partner in crime, creator and founder of BadCulture.net, contributor, for Black Sports Online, Jay LaBeuf. What's good, Jay?
2: Good morning, R B and good morning, boxing fans. Man, I'm still I'm still trying to process the fact that Bernard Hopkins got knocked out the ring in Inglewood. Why did my city have to be the staging area for that? But that was hey, who could have predicted a a more out of the box ending for Bernard Hopkins? Hey. You never know what you're gonna get with the alien, the executioner, so I don't know, but oh. glad to be with R.B., glad to be with you all for another week of boxing, our final fight here anyway, stateside, that we would pay mm-hmm. attention to guess, before the end of the year, so great to be with you. Great to be with you, <laughs> R.B. All right. all
1: right. Great to be with you, great too. To Lines, with you. Are Lines are open. 718 Press 1 to speak your piece, or if you want to play Know It or Blow It with us, um, and win some free gear from the RagingDade.com store. Jay, let's punch in And let's uh, recap this weekend's fight results. Let's start in Indio, Friday night, where Sullivan Barrera pulled the upset over Shafransky to claim the USNBC light heavyweight title.
2: Who would have predicted that ending Wow, Sullivan Barrera really looked fantastic. He looked like a beast. He looked like a completely reinvented fighter. He pressed the action forward. He outworked. He dominated. He muscled. And Chabranski had a lot of machismo going to this fight. He was calling him Chingonsky And
0: he just mm-hmm. kind of really
2: bought into this whole Mexican style, and he sure didn't bring the Mexican style because the Cuban school put the Mexican style out of business in Indio on Friday night. Good grief, what a great
1: fight! Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, and Barrera, I think he's a solid fighter. I, I, I couldn't even predict to you know, what's next for him right now. You know, would they would main events match up, Barrera? and Kovalev. I mean, I don't know if they would do that within their own stable, but I feel Jabransky had a lot of hype behind him. He was a really good sparring partner for Bernard Hopkins over the past three or four years. And I think Bernard put him on to golden boy and said, this guy's tough. This guy is really good, but he just, he's not good enough. You know, I think right. he's very basic and he's a tough fighter. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Ruslan, where he's going to mm. get in there and mm-hmm. he's going to fight his ass off, but he's just not the most technical guy, the most skilled guy.
2: Yes, yes, that slugfest yeah. was very entertaining to watch. We see, we watch all these Russian fighters because a lot of them have been coming down the pipe, and I think some of the fans are just kind of preconditioned to thinking that, oh, here comes the Russian. This will be a tough, tough fight. But he just got outwitted, outworked, and he was not ready for the monster. That was Sullivan Barrera. Sullivan Barrera would not be yeah. denied. He completely looked like a different fighter since fighting Andre Ward. What a great, great opportunity yeah. for him.
1: You know who else wasn't ready Friday night?
3: Oh, Eddie Eibar Ed Gomez. Gomez.
1: <sighs> he was not
3: ready for that.
1: So in the evening's co-main event, also televised on HBO Latino, Rashidi C D Ellis maintained <laughs> maintained his undefeated record was crowned the new IBF North American welterweight champion. He stopped Eddie Gomez in the first round within the first minute and twenty seconds. He steamrolled Eddie Gomez. Did I mean did anybody see that coming? I think we thought it was going to be a good fight, right? But right. I think we saw that coming. That
2: that I, you know, R B and listeners, I have to be honest with you. Seeing Eddie Gomez get smashed up like that really hurt my little feelings. That's my little homeboy. I I think that's a cool kid, and just to see Rashidi Ellis just completely bulldoze him over hurt my feelings a little bit. Like RB said, I expected a far more competitive fight than what it was going to be, but it was over as quick as it started. He ran out there, and he just bop, 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 and that was all she wrote. Eddie goes down twice before the fight is finally announced.
1: He never got his legs back after the first knockdown. He did speak right. to us uh, a day or two, Jay, right? And he did say, you know, it happens. It's boxing. I'm all right. You know, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Back to the drawing board. Um, you know, yeah, he sounded upset. He didn't sound devastated. But um, mm-hmm. shout out to Eddie. Yeah, he's a friend of ours yeah. here at the Morning Punch Show. Opening up the HBO Latino telecast was Ronnie Rios. He faced Roy Tapia in a 10-round featherweight bout. Um, Tapia, he seemed really hungry. He seemed really aggressive. Um, However, Rios was just able to obtain the stoppage. The referee called a fight before the start of the seventh round. So, Ronnie Rios with the win.
2: I am convinced that I am Ronnie Rios' good luck charm, and no one will ever (laughs) tell me otherwise. Every time I see Ronnie Rios, he wins. I ran into him in Vegas when he fought against uh, Jason Velez. I didn't. I think I saw him before the Efrain Eskivas fight, and now another big win over Roy Tapia. Where he mm-hmm. goes from here, he's getting good fights, and he's and he's being relatively busy. Hopefully, he'll do something to be in title contention over in 2017 when he fought the fight against Jason Velez. It was for a version of the WBC featherweight title. So hopefully that that win plus this past weekend. Terrific, terrific outing in the ring will guide him into a title shot for 2017, the Featherweight division. That's a tough division, but hopefully, they yeah. do something.
1: And you know, he's 27 and 1 now, so it's, mm-hmm. it's that time. You know, you're right. 2017, it is that time to do something big. um Guys, listen, the phone lines are open 718 508 If you'd like to play Know It or Blow It or speak with me cool. and Jay, you have to press 1. So we could see your name or your, I'm sorry, your number light up in the switchboard and we know to pick you up. Um, If not, let's keep on rolling. Let's go to Inglewood where Saturday night (laughs) Joe Smith Jr. Defeated Bernard Hopkins in the final Uh, one to retain the WBC international light heavyweight title. Father's time stayed undefeated Saturday night. Sure did. What a wacky way for Bernard Hopkins to go out, Jay. Literally out. Like, Come, he retired please. out of the ring.
2: Out out on his shield, out on the ring, out just in every way you can think of. This knockout was so devastating. You know, this was the same. With Bernard Hopkins, we all know Bernard is 51 years old. But the feedback that came with this fight Every old person in my family called me who might have watched boxing like one time when they were 17 years old called me about Bernard's loss in this fight. It was a crazy-ass knockout that sent him careening through the ring, through through the ropes, but let's still not take anything away from Joe Smith Jr. I feel kind of yeah. bad for him. Yes, it's a great win and in explosive fashion, but nothing... All people can keep talking about is Bernard falling out of the ring. No (laughs) know.
1: You know, now about a year ago, Jay, I think we talked about this. And with Bernard on our show, he did say that he wanted to go out against a tough competitor. He wanted to fight someone who was, that he was supposed to lose to. He did not want to cherry pick his last fight. He did not want to pick. And these are his words. He did not want to go out versus a birdo
0: like mm-hmm. other people
1: have done. He took shots at Mayweather for doing that. So he wanted a tough guy. He wanted a young, hungry lion in my fully Mayweather voice. He wanted to fight a guy like that. And that's exactly what he got on Saturday night.
2: He got a young, hungry lion that ran him all the way out of town. It just takes me back to the, the press conference that he here that was here in Los Angeles the week during the fight week and his epic press conference common versus special <laughs> rant during the press conference. It makes me wonder, Joe Smith, I gotta give it to him. He was so gracious and defeated and so humble. I don't know. I might would have went tight wild in the final press conference like, who the common one now? You know, I don't know. But maybe that's well, why I'm not in the ring because karma don't like stuff like that.
1: Well, you know what? We Bernard, he's a legend. He's a freak of nature. He had a very dominant reign in the middleweight division. He always did things his his way. I have to remind people that between the ages of 39 and 42, Bernard fought guys like Oscar De La Hoya, Jermaine Taylor, Winky Wright, Joe Calzaghe, Antonio Tarver, Kelly Pavlik. I mean, that's an incredible run. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. No question about it. No question. Without
2: question. Without question. He did yeah. it his way.
1: Let, he,
0: Here we
1: go. Let's talk Let's talk about the knockout though. Bernard, man, I sprained my ankle, I hit my head, I couldn't walk. Where? I got pushed Where? out the ring. <laughs> uh. Let's
0: Come just on,
1: pick let, let, have... let,
2: let Let's start with the ankle. We'll we'll get to the push, but let's start with the <laughs> ankle. Where you He said that he hurt his ankle on the way out and he felt throbbing and he felt pain and that's why he couldn't continue. Now, when mm-hmm. I watched the 17 million instant replays and in Instagram videos and memes and what people text me and rewound it back on the TV when I got back home, his feet were in the air like he was about to clap his ankles for a few dollars. So I'm not sure where his ankle got... concussed or confused Uh, or on the way down because he fell straight back legs uh make it clap so there's that
1: (laughs) and then i I didn't see where he hit his ankle either
2: i don't know uh, uh, he must have hit it on the head of the cameraman that didn't try to stop his fall because i can't find anywhere where he hit his ankle and then now let's get to the shove He got shoved with a two-piece, but I didn't see a forearm, uh, a hands-out, palms on the chest push, so I'm not exactly sure where the shove was. Did you see a shove? Did I miss it? Uh, uh, uh.
1: No, I did not. And you know what? Poor Joe Smith. Let's all give him the credit he deserves. He is a true blue-collar fighter. This guy is swinging hammers during the day, pouring concrete during the day, and he's knocking out world-class fighters this year. On the weekends, he is the guy who knocked out Confera earlier this yeah. year. So, yeah. you know, hopefully he can now dedicate himself to boxing full time and and put the hammers down. He's a hard sure. worker, man. And we really, really tried to get him on today, but he's taking a vacation till Wednesday. So we got the second best one calling in today, which is his matchmaker Ron Katz. So we'll talk a little bit more to Ron about Joe and who he is and where he comes from, and hopefully he'll give us a little more insight. As to what's next for Joe as well. I think we all want to see Joe do good and go somewhere. Yeah, we
2: do. Let's get the East Coast battle popping. Let's get Joe Smith Jr. versus Shawnee Monahan.
1: There you go. Let's do that.
2: Let's do that. Yes. That's a cool little fight. Yeah, it'll sell some good tickets. I mean, hey, that's a nice-looking scrap right there. Two rugged guys. They've both been winning. I know Shawnee Monaghan probably feels like, hey, I could give them that work, and he could mm-hmm. get the day
1: off, you know, use some calm time, and it's on. Hey, they're both Irish. Irish he weekend is. in March. Ooh, Top Rank has right. a show that Friday night, the night before the Golovkin-Jacobs fight. That would be perfect. Me, let me hit up calm already and tell him JB be over here doing some matchmaking for them. Uh, matchmaking. Okay. Yes. Okay, so on the undercard, we'll breeze through these real quick. Jojo Diaz retained his NABF featherweight title with a win over Mauricio Garcia. Jay, anything in this fight that you wanted to touch on?
2: I just wish uh, Jojo Diaz could hit harder. He looks good. Mm. He's solid. He's technically sound. He puts his punches together nicely. He's got a good little chin. With that type of style, that counter-punching style, he's going to take a little punch punishment before he throws back out. He's kind of a catch-and-shoot. I just wish he hit harder so he could really finish these guys off because it looks like unless he has a a Pacquiaoian amazing miracle happen and he jumps up two weight classes and becomes an absolute killer, we're going to see a lot of those type of fights from Jojo Diaz over the during the course of his career. That's about all I got for that, but good win for him.
1: Yeah, I honestly kind of tuned off during his fight. So mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think I like JoJo, nice kid. He has some good skills, but I feel like he needs something more. Um, the evening's televised opening bout on HBO was Alexander Yusik, and he went toe-to-toe with Munch Chu How do you say his name, Jay?
2: Munch
1: Mchunu. nu Munch
2: all mm-hmm. right, so
1: it was pretty boring. I think the Boo Birds were out there in Inglewood, weren't they?
2: Horrible. the Boo Birds were having no parts. We couldn't even call it a glorified sparring match. That fight really stunk it up. And when you think of Usyk and how he looked against Glowacki, and just the way he he just looks like a like a big giant beast. And for that fight to be such a snoozer, and Chuna is not even—he's an average high guy next to. Sick. he looked like a, a, a little person. He should have beat him down with the height, with the reach, and with the size, but nah, he acts like he was scared to let his hands go. He probably was losing his shit watching that fight.
1: <laughs> well, I think we should all know by now that Amtunu is not the easiest person to watch, the easiest fighter right. to watch. It's really hard to take him out, too. You guys remember when he fought Eddie Chambers? The guy yeah. just doesn't make for really great fights, but he is adorable. Ultimately, you did wear him down. They ended the bout by a technical knockout in the ninth round. Died. Oh God. Um, and oh you God. retained his cruiserweight title.
2: Yes, and I don't know. Guess it maybe was just a bad style matchup. Maybe, you know, kind of like when uh, Thurman fought Bundu and it was just this weird, awkward kind of fight. But hopefully we won't see. Don't match make him with any more people from the motherland and maybe we'll get a better-looking fight. No more Motherland fights, sweet. Yeah,
1: so we're expecting Ron Katz, the star boxing matchmaker, to call in here at the uh, 30-minute mark. So let's keep on rolling with some in-case-you-missed-it topics. In case Mm. you missed some things last week, we're going to bring you up to speed. We also have a hot topic segment today where we'll talk about Golovkin Jacobs, Koto Kirkland, and Canelo Chavez. So make sure you... Stay on to hear that, and, of course, we've got the word on the curb for you that we have not seen put out there yet, so we will dish that for you. So in case you missed it, Mayweather Promotions signed Saul Meno Rodriguez and Thomas DeLorme. So be on the oh, they out for DeLorme, too. Yeah, they hmm. did. So be on the lookout for Neno to make his debut in early 17. Thomas DeLorme fights January 14th on the Jack Gale card. In Brooklyn mm. now, RBJ been telling you guys for like months ben. now that Nino was going to sign with Mayweather Promotions, and mm-hmm. they officially made it official uh, a few days ago. Been
2: telling y'all Better that. Hell, we have Robert Garcia on here; he kind of was telling y'all too of what direction it was going to go. in. so, congratulations with him to him. I hope it is a great fit for him and his young career. God knows they need the bodies over there to uh, get some W's besides Badu Jack. So good for Neno, and good luck to Thomas DeLorme.
1: I hope Neno doesn't forget that he has to train oh, to be gosh. a fighter because I've already been seeing a lot on his Instagram and a lot on his Instagram stories. He's in Miami with Floyd, just like they all do in the beginning, and they're right, by- out, they party partying. he got Rolexes now, gold teeth, designer That's clothes. God. Uh, You know, he's just falling right into that TMP lifestyle. (sighs) And I just hope he remembers that, you know, you can't be a rock star and a boxer at the same time, especially not at his age. He's already cruising around on yachts and private jets and staying at the Fountain Blue in Miami. And here we go again. Same Same old story. Yeah.
2: He's out All there. Right. I guess. I guess uh, riding bikes with Floyd through the streets is the new road work because I see a lot I, of that. You know, the big yeah. goose bike ride. <laughs> they should just
0: so say funny. fuck it.
2: They should just say fuck it and do like the Tour de France or something like that. Why not? Hell, why not? You
1: said it's the new road work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm ignorant. Sorry, listeners. I'm delirious. I'm tired. I'm on four hours of sleep, but I'm here with you guys to talk boxing this week. So, but don't mind me. I'm just delirious.
1: All right. Um, U.S. Olympian Antonio Vargas signed with Top Rank. This kid, he's half Mexican, half Puerto Rican. The best of both fighting worlds, right? He represented the U.S. in Rio. Was born mm. in Houston and now lives in Cocoa, Florida. Top rank is really trying to do some big things in Florida and the Kissimmee area. So it Mm -hmm. makes sense that they would pick him up and sign him. I don't think he was, he's the most talented coming out of the Olympic class, but I think it makes a whole lot of sense for them marketing wise and promotional wise that they signed him.
2: Hey, another good pickup. Chiao and web for Antonio Vargas. Welcome to, welcome.
1: Welcome welcome to the big time kids. <laughs> All right. So another signing that we're going to get into a little bit more here. Marlene Esparza, the 2012 Olympic bronze medalist, became the first female fighter to sign with Golden Boy Promotions. <laughs> now here's the thing with Marlene, and I, I'm gonna be a little shady here because I actually liked Marlene, and I felt like a couple years ago she got a lot of shit from the other women in boxing. And I didn't understand why, and I kind of felt like they were hating on her. You know, she had the cover girl endorsement. She was endorsed by McDonald's, Nike, and she only got the bronze medal, where Clarissa back then won the gold, and she couldn't get an endorsement to save her life. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, man, these these bras are hating on Marlene a little bit. You know what I mean? She's doing her thing. Well, guess what? Golden Boy signed her. She didn't even make it to Rio this year, let's be clear. Okay, she so was eliminated like in the first or second round, and her first interview is talking about, oh, I think Clarissa's good, you know, she got two medals, <laughs> but the fans want to see entertainment and blah, blah. <laughs> she completely dis Clarissa and made uh. it seem like she about something right now. Jay, am I the only one that felt this way?
2: Nah, you're not the only one that felt this way. First of all, girl, how about this? You don't even fight in the same weight class as Clarissa Shields, and you won't be fighting in the same class with her anytime soon. Anytime soon. Clarissa Shields is a super middleweight, 168 pounds. This, this young lady here is a flyweight, if I'm not mistaken. So the name you, that should be coming out of your mouth, especially here in Los Angeles, especially deer, dealing with Golden Boy, is Senisa Estrada. She didn't give Senisa Estrada that that little courtesy call. Are you not checking mm-hmm. for her or not? But the whole tone of her interview just completely turned me oh. off. I'm all for talking up and generating a little hype amongst yourselves, but do something first. And you're gonna call out, you're gonna call out somebody who you know you're not gonna fight. That's a sucker move to me. Call out somebody. Come out on the mic if you're gonna talk big and grimy. Go. You know what? There's a young lady out here in LA, and she can get it. I'm Mexican, she's Mexican, we can get it. I would have been like, yo, all right, girl, handle yeah, your business. I, I, th-
1: this, is, this is what I didn't like. We spoke to Clarissa um, at the Kovalev Ward Fight Week, and her interview with us, I wish we could have chopped it up and played it for you guys again today, but she pretty much said, you know, people say I'm not pretty enough. I don't, my hair not straight enough. I don't wear makeup. And she's like, but, you know, why does that matter? I'm still a strong woman. I'm dedicated. And when I saw Marlene's interview, that's exactly what I thought of. And she is Mm -hmm. just so catty sometimes to me. And now I see why the other girls used to pick on her a little bit. She comes Mm -hmm. off as very entitled. It just, it's whack. She lost a fan in me through that interview. That's for sure.
2: Me too. That interview completely turned me off. And when I see interviews like that, it just makes me think, ooh, she's going to get that work when she finally makes it to the ring. She didn't even, while she was talking all that grimy grease about other people, when is your debut? When can we see the Golden Boy logo, the little silhouette on your trunks? When are we going to see it? What is a reasonable plan? Are they going to try to follow, emulate the Clarissa Shields pattern and put you on the undercard of like Canelo, whenever Canelo fights? whomever, Chavez Jr., whoever he's going to fight in the upcoming year. So, until then, Uh, dial it back, chick. Dial it back. Well,
1: well, how about this? She says, oh, you know, because people want to see entertainment. And, girl, Clarissa Shields' was entertaining. It was the best fight on the undercard of Carmelette Ward. Let me go a step further. Heather Hardy versus Shelly Vincent was an entertaining fight. And was the nice. best fight on the Earl Spence-Bundu card. The best Correct. fight of the night was Heather Hardy. And Clarissa Back. Shields had the best undercard fight on that pay-per-view card. So, Marlene, what you talking about?
2: Man, I don't know. And before oh, y'all, man, so y'all girl. can add her. You know, y'all can add her and all this stuff that you guys are, we're saying, we're just stating the facts as we see them. You Tune into these things. But her whole interview out the gate just left me feeling just dry as hell. I ain't feeling it.
1: Just pay homage. Like, yo, things are picking up for women's boxing. Heather Hardy put on. Carissa put on. I'm about to put on. That's what she should have said. But anyway, let's keep it moving, Jay, because I could stay here all day and (laughs) refer to shit. I know that's right. Alexander Provetkin popped dirty again, failed another PED test, and then violent knocks out Zuhapas. Such a dirty
2: birdie. Just a dirty birdie. And he he needs to be banned. Period. Banned. Two back-to-back tests. It's not enough for the WBC to say they're not going to sanction his fight. Man, how long did Antonio Tarver get banned when he tested positive? I don't even know. Povetkin hasn't even been reprimanded. All they did was delay the fight against Deontay Wilder. You gave him another opportunity. Granted, maybe the, the maneuvering over there is in Russia, but boxing is one universal sport. and He should be banned. That is ridiculous. And then, in the aftermath of the fight, once the WBC withdrew their sanctioning of the fight against Bermaine Stiverne. He has the nerve to say that Bermaine Stavern is is scared. He just doesn't want the fight. No, nah, dude, you could damn near kill him because you're peeing dirty. And that's why he left. Get this guy out of here. Get the hood. In
1: case you missed it, Robert Easter, his homecoming in Toledo has been pushed back from January 27th to February 10th for logistical reasons. Jake Donovan over at Boxing Scene first reported this um, a few mm-hmm. days ago. The show, the show will include Rashid Warren and his first defense, and Jamal Herring will be on that card, and it will broadcast on Bounce TV. So it has been pushed from January 27th to February 10th.
2: Shout out to Jakey, Jakey, Jakey for breaking this news and what's going on yeah. with Robert Easter. I like Robert Easter.
1: Uh, In case you missed it, Jamel Charlo versus Mm -hmm. Charles Hatley has been added to the February 11th card that's going to be headlined by Adrian Broner and Granados. They're saying that Gary Russell Jr. may also be on that card versus TBA. You know, he's always fighting TBA, TBD to be announced. Um, Mm -hmm. And word on the curb that I literally just got about five minutes ago was that Al Heyman's trying to see if the MGM, the new MGM, in Maryland is available Ooh. for February 11th so that they could put that card there. So look out for Broner versus Granados. that card may end up in Maryland at the new MGM Grand.
2: Very, very interesting. Good luck to AB. Stay out of trouble, kid. Put your phone yeah. in. So lot is, any,
1: is anyone willing to play Know It or Blow It with us? We have three minutes before we talk to Ron Katz. We'd love to pick up a caller and play some Know It or Blow It. Press 1. Dare to be great.
2: That's right. I see a lot Anyone? of people in the queue. I see the 773, the 816, the 470, the 916, 323, 909. I'm seeing 718. You know, I was just mm. 770 and 404. Um, no, but no one's daring to be great. I'm not going to start rapping like Ludacris. Oh, we got somebody daring to be great. Let's do it. Oh, okay. Maybe you're not daring to be great. Oh. Okay, you are daring to be great. <laughs> Seven seven three, quit
0: Hello? playing games with us. What's going on, seven seven three? Hey, what's going on? Good, magnificent Monday morning. Yes. Oh, I like that. I like what's that your name? Energy. Where are you
1: calling from?
0: I'm Jason. Originally from Chicago, but calling from Iowa right now. What's good, Jason? Right. Iowa.
1: What you doing
2: in Iowa? Were you always in Iowa?
0: Getting money. Getting money. I know that's right. Do that. Let's do that. Put it in the air. <laughs>
1: All right, you ready to
0: play some Know It or Blow It? Yeah, I want to sound off, too. Oh,
1: yeah, Let's come on, it. do it. Let's go. Good, even better.
0: Well, yeah, I saw a tweet about the 2017 lineup, and the one that's fueling my fight further for February is Cotto Kirkland. Um, right. They both lost to Canelo in their last fight and took a year off. Uh, Cotto went the distance, and Canelo... Kirkland got turned into a bobblehead for two rounds before Canelo put him out of there in the third. Um, since oh, since he avenged his loss in '08 to another Dirty Bird, Antonio Margarito, he avenged mm-hmm. that in 2011. I've always been a Cotto fan. He makes me want to be Puerto Rican. Um, That's a good word, and you know their 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 past have been as different as a southpaw and orthodox. Kirkland's had his troubles in and out the ring, uh, he had his legal stuff, and he took his L by splitting with Ann Wolf before he took the literal L mm-hmm. with Canelo, but now they're back together, so I want to see him redeem himself a bit, and Cotto is just that warrior that I love no matter what, and as far as the style goes, uh, kodo has got that signature left hook to the body that he's known for in that orthodox stance and Kirkland's a southpaw. So his right side is going to be more exposed to that left hook and the way that they both throw ferociously, it's going to be some fireworks in there. Mhm. Mhm. So what do
2: you it's think funny. about the fact that this fight is on pay-per-view? What do you think about that? Since you do like Kodo, are you willing to drop the 59, 69, 79, whatever they're going to charge? the public
0: absolutely absolutely I'm that big of a Kodo fan that I would tune in I like him as a person and as a fighter so I I, you know I'm in Iowa so you know they probably won't be showing it too many places but I go to I drive somewhere to see that just to watch it on pay per view (laughs) that's what's up I just hope the promotions excuse me yeah
1: go ahead no go ahead with the promotions (laughs)
0: I was just I was gonna say I hope the promotions on point because I think Kirkland's still <laughs> with SMS or SMH as I as I refer to it. <laughs> Codos with Rock Nation and we see how they did Andre Ward mm. like you saw no tweeting from Jay Z about it and anything. So I'm just hoping this fight gets some buzz and promotion to it because it, I think it's really gonna be a good one to jump off the year.
2: Maybe on the island. I
1: I don't want to pop your bubble, but I just <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a great promotion. Okay. Uh, we no. went to a couple events <laughs> where Rock Nation was involved. It's tough, you know. They they definitely have a different culture over there. They believe in doing things a little different, <clears> uh, <throat> and it's just not what we're used to or what boxing fans can really relate to. I think Jay Z actually. I think they have a clause where he can't really talk about the fights. <laughs> oh, I think Jay-Z really? can't really tweet. Yeah, it's something like, you know, he wants every division to do well on their own and not write off of his name or expect him oh. to come in and save the day for everyone. So they actually have, like, something on paper where they just can't use Jay-Z's name or expect him to, you know, Ridiculous. carry everything.
0: Ridiculous. That's
1: really yeah.
0: unfortunate because he could bring a lot a lot of yeah. younger viewership to it. That's really sad. Yeah, it
1: is. I, w- I agree. I wonder who the halftime performance is going to be. You. You know... You. Get
2: some we get, get, our, we, real Boricua stand-up. Please get some real Puerto Rican women in the building for this fight, and <laughs> not them girls that yes, came yes. out during the Canelo fight. Oh, my God.
0: Please. <laughs> Crazy.
1: All right, Iowa. Do you want to play know it or blow it or do we put you back in the queue?
0: Oh, uh, you can put me back in the queue. I'll let somebody else have a shot at that.
1: Alright, Jay, put him back in the All queue right. and um, I think we're ready for our hotline bling guest.
0: Let's do it.
2: Five one six four five five, you are live with RB and Jay. Who is this and who and where are you calling from? Hello, 516,
1: you're live. Oh, I, I didn't know you
3: were talking to me. <laughs> I didn't
1: know you were talking to me. <laughs> who, what do you, you mean, play? who is this?
3: You don't know who this is? You tell me to call. <laughs> How can you ask a question like that? Who is this?
1: <laughs> well, we had to Boy, pay I enough. tell
3: you, when you get back to Brooklyn, you're getting punked so bad, uh, let me tell you. You're not, 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 not going to know what hit you because it's going to come from all sides.
0: Brooklyn. <laughs>
3: don't think I
0: forgot
1: <laughs> let let, let, me, let me properly introduce the matchmaker of star boxing, future Hall of Famer. He's been matchmaking for over 35 years. This man handed Bernard Hopkins his first loss and his final loss, Mr. Ron Katz. Welcome to the Thank Morning Punching Show. It's, it's, actually,
3: it's actually 41 years, and just in case you didn't know, I did get just got inducted into the New York Hall of Fame, so... That's a start. Anyway, that, know, That's nice. a start. it's a nice thing. It's very nice.
1: Canis, Canis Stove is right around the corner.
3: I hope right. so. That's oh, nice.
1: it's it's no doubt. So, listen, big win this weekend for your fighter, Joe Smith Jr. Bernard did say a few times that he did want to fight a tough guy. He didn't want a cherry picked fighter who was going to give him an easy fight. And boy, is that what he got Saturday night, Ron?
3: Yeah, he picked the right guy. You know, sometimes, you know, you know, the old saying, you're going to get what you ask for, and he's surely gotten it. Definitely.
1: Yeah, you know, I think a lot of times matchmakers don't get enough credit. I feel that matchmakers are very underappreciated, undervalued. Your position in boxing is pretty much the heartbeat. You guys make the fights. You get the fighters there. There's everything behind the scenes that goes along with making the fights, the (laughs) medicals, the this, the travel, the... I mean, it, it's so so much work, and I just need to salute you for that because you you are a big a big part of why a lot of these fights happen, and even over the years.
3: Yeah, those are kind words, but ultimately, it's the two kids inside the ropes that that give us the credit, make us look good. So, but it it is very hard work, especially these days. Not like the old days; it was a little bit easier, but. You know, once it's in your blood, it's like, you know, if you're an alcoholic or a drug addict, you know, you're addicted. That's it. Done with.
2: Why do you think think it is so difficult to make matches these days compared to the olden days from your point of view?
3: Because the quality of fighters aren't around now that were back then. And the amount of fighters (laughs) aren't around now than back then. And those that are around are hesitant to to put their fighters in matches that are threatening until they reach a certain level without the understanding that the only way a fighter is going to get better if he's challenged as right. he's coming up throughout his career so he can learn. Everybody's obsessed with the, with the O on the right side of your record. You know, so there's a, a multitude of things that, that you know just make it a whole lot different than 70s, 80s, 90s, than now, compared to now.
0: Right. You and,
1: made, um, I'm sorry, there's a matchup that you made, James Tony versus Michael Nunn. Is that one of the fights that stand out to you the most in your career?
3: Oh, you know, absolutely. That's, you know, when people ask me, you know, there's a couple fights that that may be at the top of the list, um, because nobody gave James the remotest chance of winning except for me and and his team, really. And, uh, you know, he pulled off an unbelievable upset. None at the time was considered the best in the business and uh, pound for pound. And James went in and did what he did, and the rest is history for him. That was his jumping-off point.
2: Looking at potential matches today, are there any fights out there right now that have been made or could be made that intrigue you right now? What do you like out there, if you could put it together? Well,
3: you know, I'm intrigued by the recently announced, you know, Golovkin-Jacobs fight. Um, you know, there's been talk about Canelo fighting Savage Jr., which for the Mexican and Hispanic fans would be so sensational if it's done on Cinco de Mayo and, and it would be a fun fight. So, I mean, you know, there, there's... There, to me, really, there's really not a, a ton of fights out there. I, I mean, you know, the Thurman fight coming up, you know, with Garcia is is, is a good fight, to, you know, that that I'd like to see, but I mean, you know, it is what it is today. There's right. you know, you don't have the multitude of guys like the Haglers, the Leonards, the Hearns, the Durands that you can mix and match where you can have these multitude of fights that you really look forward to. You you know, every now and then today you get one fight, oh that's a good fight, you know, but it is it is what it is today.
0: Hmm. Huh.
1: So let's go back to Joe Smith. I don't want to steal his thunder. He had a great performance Um, earlier this year. He beat Funfera. I think he should definitely be mentioned for fighter of the year. I'm not saying he should win it, it. but I think he should be mentioned. I'm glad you agree.
3: Well, you know, there's been other fighters out there, certainly like uh, the Carl Framptons of the world that have scored, you know, very good wins. But I don't, you know, in my memory being – as old as I am now, it's pretty shot. Maybe right. not as much as Hopkins is, but, you know, close. And mm-hmm. um, ooh, that, was, that was low. But I don't think there's a fighter in the past year that scored two, you know, such huge upsets and significant fights that were televised on yeah. uh, premium networks, one being NBC and one being HBO. So I think he merits it. I think his trainer merits it. I think his manager merits it because they took a virtually unknown guy known just in this area, basically, and burst on the national scene with Fonfara, and then followed up with with this spectacular victory. And that certainly should be rewarded with with some sort of accolades.
1: I think he won a lot of people over, too. He's a good-looking guy. He speaks well, and he's a blue-collar fighter. And I think everyone... Every boxing fan can relate to that Most people, we all work 9 to 5 And yeah. he is a blue collar fighter I heard that he um, Is either in construction Or he pours concrete or he. tell us a little bit more about Joe Smith yeah, couldn't Joe, get him Joe is today? a
3: member of, of a Local labor, Laborers Union 66 out here on Long Island His manager, Phil Is the vice president of, of uh, Local 138 And a laborer Is just what it sounds like you know, they do everything from cleanup to demolition to construction, um, you know, swinging the hammer to jackhammer, whatever it may be. And Joe's the type of guy, when he gets back, you know, he took a little two-day vacation, he might show up for work at Thursday with his hard hat on. That's the kind of guy he is. I mean, he's a wow. really humble, nice, soft-spoken, I think shy Kind of guy, um and you can see the the type of character he has when he asked Bernard to autograph his glove for him, you know that was yeah. out of such respect that was a for movie. bernard and and you know he told me he was like a little kid ask I didn't want to ask him, but you know, gee whiz, you know that kind of thing and that's Joe Smith, you know yeah. he was just the genuine hard working trying to get the American dream kind of guy. I like that. And that's that's
2: all very the endearing
3: to love. fans.
1: Does he get a title shot now? I mean, or or does he get like a little homecoming? Well, yeah.
3: You know, he certainly deserves a title shot. Whether he gets one or not is another question. And from a business perspective, um, we have to research and, and see what the best match Possible is out there right now That will generate the most dollars For everybody because you know He didn't get rich off these last two fights He, he made you know Decent money you know you know low six Figure money but now You know he should be rewarded and Really you know make a payday That that is worthy of, of the, the accomplishments He, he just achieved
2: no, a fight that, Ron, that intrigues me, and it would be great for your area out there, what about a fight with uh, Joe with Shawnee Monahan? You could
3: do it in Irish weekend? Well, that's one that's, that's very weekend? high up on the radar. And that's our Ooh. Coliseum, which is, which is, you know, literally five minutes from where I live and and right in the middle of the territories of both Joe and Sean is due to open in, I believe, March or April of of, of 2017. Mm. And that certainly would be, you know, a significant and sensational fight to open that building with, you know, coupled with like a kid like Chris Algieri and Cletus Selden, oh, yeah. two other local guys
0: yeah, that yeah, are yeah. very well
3: known. I mean, you know, the building would be rock and rolling, and Joe and Shawnee would be a great fight. It's, it's been a natural rivalry. Um, I believe Joe beat him in the Golden Gloves for the Golden Gloves title, you know, back when. So, you know, it's a natural matchup. You know, people will point to, you know, what about Kovalev? What about Ward? What about Stevenson? Those type of guys. And certainly, you know, they may factor in if the situation is right. But, you know, the one on the top of the list, in my opinion, you know, outside of of those great world champions would be, you know, Monaghan.
2: I like everything about that, especially with the whole Irish backdrop. That that That's a great yeah, storyline. I mean,
3: you know, in this day and age, you don't get those kind of uh, rivalries anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're, you know Irish, Irish, Jewish, Jewish, Italian, Italian. You know, you don't get those anymore like in the old days. So yeah. it, certainly, it certainly, you know, would be something unique for this area.
1: You're right. That would be rocking. That Jay hit it on the head earlier. It's it's cool that you guys are are thinking along the same line. It'd be really good for Boston, good for the area, the community and both of those guys. It's the right yep. fight.
3: You know, and, and and it could turn into like another Gotti War type type trilogy type mm. type fight. You never know because, you know, based on the styles of the two guys, it can't be anything but sensational. So, you know, who knows? You know, and I and I know Shawnee would be up for it. He's clamoring for, you know, a high-profile fight. And, and you got to you got to say that anybody that gets in the ring with Joe Smith now is going to be a high-profile fight, and Joe earned that distinction.
2: Well, congratulations to you all. Congratulations to him for a
3: great Thank win, you. for a great
2: year. Oh, he, you know, I'm really happy
3: for, 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 for Joe and the Capobiancos. They're really solid guys, good guys, so... You know, I'm glad he, he he did so well and now has a chance to really secure his future for he and his family. So, you know, that's what it's all about.
1: Before we wrap you up here, you know, after the fight, Bernard did say, oh, I hurt my ankle. I was pushed out the ring. You know, we saw 17 million replays. and And it looks like, he really did get knocked out, and he fell out of the ring.
3: Yeah, I I thought he was out before he went out of the ring. If you watch the second punch, you know, one of the the, uh, true tale signals is when, you know, the fighters, like, his arms go limp, you know, by his side. You ever see a guy get knocked out, they, they may have their hands up and their arms all of a sudden go limp. Yeah. I believe after the second or third punch against the ropes, you could see he just went limp. Yeah. So I, I think that that he he was out, and then when he hit his head, he woke back up. But it, right. uh, as far as the ankle, I don't know, and I'm not going to say one way or the other, but his feet were up in the air, and he exactly. didn't land on his feet. That's correct. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure Bernard was disappointed, but, you know, he could have <laughs> uh, handled that interview a little better, in my opinion. But it is yeah. what it is.
1: Yeah, Bernard's you
3: know, going to do it his way. Yeah, and he always mm-hmm. has and always will be. And, you know, yep. but listen, I'm a true believer in karma. And, you know, the karma was with Joe Smith that night. Thank God.
1: Yeah. Well, Ron, thank you so much for stopping by the Morning Punch and Show. Let's uh joe smith know that he's got some friends over here whenever he wants to come on we'd love to get him on so he could talk to our audience
3: yeah like i told you I'm, I'm thinking you know he'll be back like wednesday or thursday he just went for a little hideaway with his girlfriend for a couple three days so i'll Aww. make sure you know Aww, you know i'll well contact deserved. you and try and hook it up and jay yes three words for you watch <laughs> your back
0: Ooh. Ooh. So thank you. You're <laughs> Inglewood,
3: Inglewood
2: not afraid of Long Island. Inglewood's not afraid of Long
3: Island. Uh, Be ready. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right, ladies. It was All a Ryan, pleasure. A and Thank day. you very, very much for having me on. And by the way, you two do a sensational job. You know, I mean, Aww, there's you. a lot of people out there, who you know, who are haters, who are just jealous because they don't have um, the drive and the ability to, to, to do something like you two ladies are doing. So, I mean, you're doing a wonderful job, you know, and, and you know your stuff. You're learning more every day. You know, you, you have a lot of character, both of you. And your show is certainly, you know, a welcome addition and one of the better shows on the boxing scene today. And I just oh, wanted to say you. that. And I, and I really you. mean that. I really do.
1: That means a lot coming from you. Thank oh. you, Ron.
3: Okay, Mitch. Jay, have All a right, great talk day, to ladies. You soon. You too. Yeah, bye bye.
2: All right. Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more Morning Punch In Show.
3: Are you looking for a website that has all the latest and upcoming boxing events, plus unique and stylish boxing shirts and hoodies for men and women? Go check out RagingBabe.com. It's your one-stop shop for the most current boxing info and fresh boxing apparel for him and her. Shop online today at RagingBabe.com. Use the promo code RB20 at checkout for 20% off your entire purchase today. That's code RB20 for 20% off your entire purchase today, only at RagingBabe.com. So join the movement and see why attitude and loyalty become passion and determination only at RagingBabe.com.
2: Yes, Inglewood, ain't you? Yes.
1: Man, Ron just made me, like, pump my chest. Like, yo, I'm ready to get it in today.
2: That's right. We, I'm going to get out um, there. I'm going to do some road work. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to call up Chris <laughs> Algeria and learn how to make a lechon. I'm going to put on um when Irish <laughs> eyes are smiling. And then I'm going to have some matcha soup. Oh, man.
1: Well, Thanks again, Rod and Kat for joining us. Um, let's fish some hot topics and then I'm going to give you guys right. a word on the curb and we're going to wrap up. <laughs> we got 10 minutes here. we be on point every week. I don't know how we do it, but we squeeze everything in in this one hour time frame that we got. Uh, okay. Hot topics. So Golovkin versus Danny Jacobs is now officially set for March 18th at the Madison square garden on HBO pay-per-view the night before top rank is running a show at the Garden, too, with their new Irish Olympian kid, uh, Mike Cullen. I believe his name is Cullen, and I think Felix Verdejo may be on that card and some other people. But Golovkin, Danny Jacobs is finally set, Jay. Finally. Finally. We finally made it. We
2: finally made it. Shout-out to K2 and Golovkin. Shout-out to Danny Jacobs and Al Heyman for taking the fight. I'm going to ease up on you, Danny Jacobs. But what I'm not going to ease up on is on the fact that this is another pay-per-view fight. Yeah. I am too poor for all this.
1: I'm poor. <laughs> Can we get a crowdfund well, going? I'm too poor. Well, this, this is what is the issue here is that it's on HBO pay-per-view, and I know they're trying to make King a, a pay-per-view fighter, and I get that you, it takes baby steps to get there. I don't know if Danny Jacobs is the right guy to get Golovkin there, but I think a lot of people are intrigued by it. Uh, But here's the real issue is that in February, Koto Kirkland is on pay-per-view. And now they're talking about Canelo Chavez pay-per-view for May. So we're going to have months of back-to-back-to-back pay-per-view. Let's just say they make the Ward-Kovalev rematch in April. Now we're going to have February, March, April, May. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lot of pay-per-view, Jay.
2: Let's not forget, also, you can never, ever, ever count out Manny Pacquiao. And if Manny Pacquiao, he usually fights around April-ish or Tim Bradley. They all fight around that time as well. So we could get a pay-per-view card with them, too. Too poor. I don't have any money for all that. That's yeah. a lot of money. That's like 250 bucks over four months.
1: Right. That's on top of your cable bill. Oh Lord yeah. Jesus. Kodo, that, so Kodo Kirkland set for February 28th in Dallas. I saw a picture of James Kirkland the other day on Instagram oh, today. God. I don't know if you follow him or not, but he looks all of 200 pounds. <laughs> like he is huge.
2: Oh, my God. Let this fight go down and Cotto get a knockout at this point in his career. This is how James Kirkland looked before the uh, fight with Canelo, where it was just essentially a fat camp. I remember during one of the broadcasts, they brought him on after they announced the fight. And he was looking, you know, fly for a regular dude, but you fight at Canelo weight, whatever. What is weight? What are we fighting at for this fight? we making a weight for uh, this fight, too?
1: Yeah. Koto Kirkland is at 153. Why it couldn't be at one four. I have no idea, but it's at 153. Such That's a safe. joke. Kirkland looks huge and is going to be whooping him and he's mm. going to be dragging tractor trailers through the pig mud in no time because he is so big y'all. So tickets go on sale this Thursday for that fight. And they are, uh, Price as low as $29 and as high as $304. You can get them at um, all Ticketmaster locations and at the AT&T Stadium box office. So that's that for Cotto Kirkland. So this is pretty interesting. Golden Boy is hoping to make Camelo Chavez. Mm -hmm. And so this was first reported on boxing scene. Golden Boy Promotions President Eric Gomez has been speaking about there's been some ongoing negotiations to finalize this fight for Mexican Independence Day weekend in May. Um, it will be a lucrative weekend, the weekend of May 6th. And he does say that both sides are in talks. Both sides are willing to make the fight. They're hoping it can get done. They're giving their best efforts and that they should see in the next week or two if it's going to get done.
2: That's a big fight. And with what well, wait, what are they going to fight at? So that, Chavez, that, That's an intriguing one there.
1: Yeah. So Chavez attorney Guadalupe Valencia said it would be at a catch weight of 165.
2: Okay. So let's get this straight now. For those of you
1: playing the home game and you're keeping track of these weights on your, <laughs> on your tally
2: sheet. So we yeah. have potentially a fight between Canelo Alvarez, And Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. at a catch weight of 165 pounds. Not 152, not 154, not 160 where Golovkin fights. But we are just going to leapfrog into 165 pounds. And we're going to hold on by a wing and a prayer and hope that Chavez Jr. gets down to 165. I know he made 168 last week or two weeks ago when that fight took place in Mexico. But 165, that means he needs to stay in dog shape now. Damn New Year, yep. no go- no New Year turn up for Chavez Jr. if he wants to make this fight and make 165 pounds, that means he can't gain any weight from now mm-hmm. until then. And Canelo can... Yeah, no canna-
1: tamales.
2: Nothing. No Taco Bell, no lechon. No
1: tamales. None of that. No enchiladas. So- mm-hmm.
0: it- mm-hmm.
1: It's not clear no how going to go. And negoc- <laughs> it's not clear how these negotiations no. are really going on between Golden Boy and Al Heyman, though, because Al Heyman... Is Chavez's advisor And you know Golden Boy's got this big lawsuit On Mm -hmm. payment So not sure how that's going to affect things Meanwhile, the father Julio Cesar Chavez Sr He's saying he's not real happy With the money that has been first offered To his son For an HBO pay-per-view mega event like this Um, Mm -hmm. According to some sources And Chavez Sr Referred to it as crumbs That they were only offering crumbs that it was around a purse of five million dollars.
2: I need those kind of crumbs in my life, man, where can yeah. I sweep those crumbs up but let's let's you know I chavez senior, nothing but love for you, nothing but respect for you, but we are talking about your son here, the same son that you went on social media and blasted your own son for not taking the sport serious, so fresh off of one fight down down south, he is fight five million dollars is crumbs, man, come on, come on, kid. Come on.
1: Yeah. Uh, Chavez Sr., um, he'd be giving all the tea. He also said, <laughs> Chavez Sr. also said, we need to get him on the show to give us some word we on the really do. He said Canelo and Golden Boy are also requesting a rematch clause. So As Canelo will probably get a rematch clause. Yep.
2: As they should. As they should.
1: He knows he he fought. He knows what time
2: it is. He knows his son is a big guy and a big puncher, and he could very and very realistically knock Canelo out or win by technical knockout. So why wouldn't they? Come on, now he's very side Why wouldn't they ask for a rematch clause and uh, do it and run it back and do it again in September, further pushing out a fight against Canelo Alvarez? I mean, against uh, <laughs> Triple G.
0: You mm-hmm. know, we
2: we hit the two big Mexican holidays, we get two big paydays, and then uh we have a strategic plan for them to go Oh wait, Triple G sorry, we got something lined up, but just hold on until you're fifty three years old and maybe we can get that fight. Well, <laughs> well I'm, not even gonna, I, going. I'm not
1: even gonna I'm not even going I'm not even going front. RB and J will be on Radio Row if we going. Canelo Chavez happens. We are going. We going. Okay? <laughs>
2: And I promise, for those of you who heard my Lucas Matisse interview, I promise I will work on my Spanish a little bit better for that weekend. So, I'm going to get my life together, but we going.
1: Jay, what is up with Lucas Lucas Matisse
2: when you spoke to Lucas says that he is anticipating a March return. He was out here in L.A. kind of discussing potential opponents. It looks like uh, the March return is a realistic thing. They'll probably put him in somebody like a light puncher, somebody that's not going to give him too much work just to get his confidence back and get his legs back underneath him. You know, somebody like a a Rod Selka type is how it was described to me on the low. So look for the machine to come back in March.
1: Very cool. Sorry, it's time to dish this word on the curb. There's not a bunch today, but I have some little nuggets for you guys. Let's do it. Glenn Tapia. Remember Glenn Tapia out of New Jersey?
0: Yes. Word he on the curb is...
1: Him. Oh, was he? Okay. So yeah. you saw him in L.A. That's where I was yeah. going with this. He is back with Freddie Roach in L.A., and he is training, and he is going to fight on. He's not retiring. Um, don't know if the move is going to be to 168 or if he's going to stay at 160, which I'm scared for him at either weight. I'm either. scared... First of all, I'm scared of him at 154, 160, and 168. It just, Period. It doesn't seem like he has all of his um, stuff together. How do I say that nicely? He just seems his He hasn't quite recovered
2: from the devastating fashion in which he came up short in his prior matchup. We'll say, yeah. we'll say it like that. Okay.
1: I still think the James Kirkland fight did him in. I I think it finished him. Yeah, I really do. I mean, that was a brutal, brutal beating. But anyway, he's fighting on. He's back in L.A. with Freddie Roach, wants to keep fighting. Um, okay, so here's some other word on the curb. Lamont Peterson, where has he been, right? Lamont right. Peterson is expected to return maybe in February in Verona, New York, versus either Sean Porter or David Avancian. The guy who beat Shane Mosley last year, remember that?
2: Oh yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: Avanician. Wow. is that how you say it? Avonician. 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 Argentinian guy. So Lamont, uh, it's either going to be Sean Porter or Avician in Verona.
2: I hope it's Sean Porter. I hope Sean get a fight. Come on now, let's I get Sean a, a
1: fight too. Get Sean a fight. Get
2: Sean a fight. <laughs>
1: But how about, why isn't it Sean Porter is returning in February in Verona versus XYZ? Why is it Lamont Peterson is expected to return in Verona? Like, come on, they're going to have to stack that undercard. I'm saying put Thomas Williams' top dog on that card. They're going to need something for TV. You know, he's a good TV fighter. I don't even know what they're going to do there. Um, The last bit of other word on the card I have is David Benavidez. He seemed to have disappeared this year after his brother, Jose, got shot up in Phoenix. And David Benavidez was on a roll this year. They call him La Bandera Roja. And he was really making a big statement in all of his fights Well, he's returning January 28th. So expect to see David Benavidez uh, January 28th.
2: Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, that kid keeps rolling along, so the sooner he's kind of young to be inactive, so the sooner he can get back out there, the better, most definitely.
1: Yeah. So that's all I got for Word on the Curb, nothing um, earth-shattering there. So, Jay, why don't you wrap up with the weekend fight schedule? There's not much. I don't even think there's anything on TV. We're going to be working on our year-end award show for you guys, so wrap it up with the schedule, please. Closing out, as we continue
2: on with just a few more weeks left of the year before we close out 2016 from Quebec, Canada in a non-televised bout unless we find out otherwise or if you know on Twitter let us know. Arturo Better BF versus Isidro Ranoni Prieto. They are fighting in Quebec. Better be of Hey, he's always still a boogeyman out there in light heavy light heavyweight. Yeah, light heavyweight. So let's keep an eye on the results that come from that fight. And from Tokyo, Japan. Arigato. Kohi Kono versus Naoya Inoue. Now, in keeping in tradition, we know that at the close of the year, Asia produces, the Asian area of the world produces some really terrific fights and fight of the year candidates that never fails. Everyone does their end of the year recap, ready to hit send on their yearly wrap up. And then something happens down in that corner of the world that just upsets the alpha card. This could be that fight. We'll have to wait and see, but that's your weekend fight schedule.
1: Thank you, Jay. So we're going to wrap up. Um, we are going to be bringing you our year end award show And um, stay tuned to our Twitter, Twitter handles. We will let you know whether it's going to be next Monday, the 26th, or if we're going to do it the first week of January, it just really depends. We got some really cool categories. We're hoping to bring on some of the award winners to the show to accept their awards. We've got the very standard stuff, you know, prospect of the year, trainer of the year, KO of the year. And then we got, you know, RB and J. We got some funny stuff here too. Um, The best and the best and worst, the rest of the year. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, things like that. You know, giving ugly truck out for some crazy social media performances this year.
0: Yeah. are going to bring <laughs> uh, oh, So goodness.
1: anyway, it, it's been a good year. And thank you, everyone, for your loyalty and rocking with us all year. Um, catch us Monday mornings, the Morning Punch-In Show. Make sure you visit RaidenBabe blacksportsonline.com, raidenbabe.com. And we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for making us a party of day. Jay, it's a wrap. Let's go.